what's up what's up thank you for tuning in you are now listening to the limitless experience with eric and this is the recap and reaction to season four episode four of the shy now to start this one off we're going to do a couple of flashbacks i'll start with the first flashback this was from episode one of season four and in going back to this prediction i realized i was right on another prediction that i didn't mention so i'm mentioning it now here is both of them my next prediction is I believe that Keisha will wind up giving her baby to the woman that she had the conversation with, even though she found out that she's divorced. That woman is very caring. She appears to be very caring and she looks like she'll be a loving mother. And the fact that she is divorced did make Keisha think twice. But I believe that in coming to her and being honest with her, I believe Keisha's going to change her mind. And after she gives birth to the child, she'll probably give the baby to that woman. And that woman is Octavia Matthews. We will get back to her, but I just wanted to get that prediction out the way. But like I said, when I went back to episode one to see that prediction, I also bumped into this one that you can hear if you re-listen to episode one. I called this out in episode one, and I forgot to remind you guys that I called it out when I did, so I'm reminding you guys now. Here's that one. I do predict that if Trigg did not kill this cop, Mayor Perry will step in and see to it that the officer is suspended. Duda can't do much. You can't have this officer end up dead, but Mayor Perry can step in and see to it that this officer is suspended without pay. That I predict he will do. And I was right about another prediction. Just kidding. I was right, but we're not going to go into that one right now. That's way too many predictions and back and forth. That's enough back padding myself for now. So the opening scene with Tiffany and homeboy um, Dante, like, that shit got to end. If I was Emmett, I'm, I'm mad now. Like, I'm riding with Emmett. Like I said last episode, Emmett's one of my favorites on there. I'm riding with him. You can't keep going back to Dante. I already told you I don't like this dude. He's one of those rapper dudes, and, you know, it's not a good look right now for either one of us. So her doing that constantly with him, yes, that is wrong. Also, you can't tell me not to mess with homegirl because you used to work with her and she spread rumors about you. If you want me to leave her alone, then you got to leave Dante alone. That don't even make no sense. If y'all going to do this open relationship thing, I say to both of y'all come to some type of an agreement, which y'all don't deal with anybody that the other person knows. Both of y'all just go to the local mall or whatever like that. You see somebody you like, you holler at them. He sees somebody he like, he holler at that, and that's it. But this whole having history with, with this person and not liking that person because y'all know him, that can't rot. I don't even know how that relationship going to last. Like, it ain't like y'all in, uh, just starting out and, and having troubles. Like, y'all established, y'all married right now. Like, that should be the last thing y'all doing. Telling Emin you ain't want him saying home, girl, because she used to spread rumors about you, but you going to continue to see Dante? That just, it's pointless. Should at this point, it's two fights that got to happen. One is Emin and Dante, and the other one, this episode, I think y'all know who that's going to be. And as always, we're going to get to that as well. Now, last episode, I forgot her name, but Duda's or Mary Perry's wife is named Rosalind. This Rosalind, Tracy, and Mary Perry storyline is really on some soap opera days of our lives shit. Like, 
They got to come up with something better. It ain't even nothing to talk about there. Now, just when I thought Kevin was good with the drinking, he's in therapy talking about his drinking. I do not believe he has a drinking problem, but his mother sure enough does. Now, has she caught him drinking multiple times? I don't think so. He does not have a drinking problem. He's not kicking through empty bottles to get to his bed. He's not sipping on Hennessy at his locker or going to the bathroom to sip on something or high in Hennessy and cranberry juice in a bottle and sipping on that throughout the day. Like, he's a young kid. He may have drunk once or twice. That's cool. But I wouldn't consider him to have a drinking problem. He doesn't even have enough money to have a drinking problem. By the way, wasn't he working at Perry's Pizzeria? What is he doing now? Because to have a drinking problem, you need to be able to purchase alcohol. And I don't think he's working right now. And even if he was working, he's not exhibiting the behavior of an alcoholic. He doesn't have a drinking problem. He's just going through a lot right now. And the reason he's going through a lot is because he's indecisive. He doesn't know where he stands with Gemma, and he's not trying to improve the situation. She's on her rebellious shit, and she wants things to get better. So to do that, she's going to try to revolt and, you know, bring awareness to what's happening in her own way. For some reason... Kevin doesn't want to help her with that. I don't understand why he doesn't want to help her. He already told her he loved her. He's on, he was on some lovey-dovey shit with her, and Jake was clowning him for it. Now, all of a sudden, it's like they both made, Jake and Kevin both made 180-degree turns. Jake was clowning Gemma for being a nerd and uppity and this and that, and he really didn't want nothing to do with her. And Kevin was like, nah, you got to understand she's really nice and she's special and I love her and blah, blah, blah. Now this dude, Kevin, is like, I don't want to help you do that. And Jake is like, well, well, I'll help you. So Jake is helping her, which is, yes, you got your behind whooped by the cops and maybe that's what kind of made you make the 180 degree turn. But you ain't Gemma getting a little bit too close. And that's the fight that needs to happen. Jake got to get the hands from Kevin now. And I know they're young and they shouldn't be fighting over a girl, but it's not that you're fighting over a girl. It's the principle behind the act, dog. Like, you supposed to be my homie. Why are you spending all this time with Gemma? Like, you ain't even asked me how I feel about it, and that's my girl, and you're supposed to be my homie. So, yeah, like, Jake got to catch the hands. Unfortunately for Kevin, he's not about that life, but uh, you definitely got to sit Jake down and have a talk with him. It's crazy because this made me remember a story when I was – around Kevin's age and dudes are still like this in adulthood but a lot of times dudes don't really want your girl they just want your girl because you got her and maybe that's not what Jake is doing but bro we we need to talk if I'm Kevin I'm sitting here worried about you and texting Gemma and all that like nah something gotta happen I remember one time when I was Kevin's age I used to like this girl and um my boy once came up to me and she was Pretty much like Gemma. She was a little nerdy. She was into her books. She was quiet. You know what I mean? And to me, she was really cute. So I started feeling her, and I went back, and I told my homeboys about her. And they were like, wow, you really like her, don't you? And I was like, yeah. They was like, I don't see what you see in her. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I see it. She's beautiful, and I like her. She's cool, right? This is like young me. Like whatever age, Kevin, they probably, what, 13, 14 years old? I was that age. So one day my boy walks up to me, and he's like, yo, Eric, man. I think I'm feeling d And I said, what? He was like, yeah, man, I don't know what it is, man. All of a sudden, I like her. That might be like a subconscious male ego thing where it's like, damn, that's my homie and all that. But 
the competition. I just need to go at his girl for some reason. Because adults is like that to this day. And it's pretty sad. Gemma is wrong for kissing Jake. And Jake is wrong for making her feel like she could kiss him. He ain't even mentioned Kevin's name not one time. Like, yo, we can't do this. Kevin's my man's. Nothing. He took her out and all that. And then where's the communication between him and Kev? Like, that's kind of weird. That's kind of crazy, bro. Like, we can't be friends no more after this, man. We can't be. Men really shouldn't be fighting over the girl. Young boys shouldn't be fighting over no girl. Nobody should be fighting over a girl unless it's your wife. But at the same time, it's the principle behind the matter, bro. You're supposed to be my homeboy, and this what you do. You got to catch hands for that. Now, back to the Octavia Matthews thing with Keisha. Um, I really did believe that Keisha would choose Octavia Matthews because, like I said earlier, she is very caring, and a woman that's divorced shouldn't automatically exclude her from being the parent of the child. I can understand you wanting your child in a two-parent household, but you want to make sure you make the best decision for said child. And speaking of decisions, period, for the child, how on earth is the two parents being religious such a turnoff for her? Like, I didn't understand that. Like, yes, they're religious. They read the Bible. They, The upbringing of their children is influenced by their Bible reading. I don't see anything wrong with that. That was kind of crazy to me. And what was up with the get out themed music in the background. Like that was also bothering me, but I guess they just wanted to show us the different options that Keisha had and what's important to Keisha. And she chose Octavia Matthews. I'm not mad at that decision at all. I believe it's a good decision. Also, had it not been for Octavia Matthews, Keisha may have been forced into labor. And that's kind of crazy as well, because the doctor immediately said we may have to induce labor and it took Octavia Matthews to say, hey, what'd you eat today? Oh, you had that. Maybe you had too much salt in your diet. You got to have a glass of water and we'll go from there, right? Now, that shit reminded me of another situation that I personally experienced. I had an infection in my thumb and um, I got something caught under my thumb. So my thumb swelled up really, really big. And I had to have painkillers and they had to stick a needle in it to get it out and it actually turned out to be like the bristles of a brush. I was brushing my hair and the bristles got stuck under the skin, right where my nail is at, you know, right under that area right there. And uh, they was like, it's gonna be painful, but we have to stick this needle in it and we have to take out the bristles that got stuck under your skin. If you want some painkillers, we can do that. So the doctor wrote the script for the painkillers They took the bristles out of my skin. Doctor said, here's the script. Go get your painkillers. Come back in a couple of days. So I go back in a couple of days. And before the doctor comes in, the nurse says, how's everything? Are you still having any pain? Did you go get the medication? And I'm like, "Nah, I'm not having any more pain. And uh, yes, I did get the medication. I only needed to take one or two of the painkillers. The nurse actually said to me, well, you have to finish out the script. So you should probably finish off those painkillers. Even if you don't have any more pain, you probably still having pain, but just don't know it. So uh, you should go ahead and finish off those painkillers. <laughs> I said, sure, no problem. Now, why on earth would you tell me to take painkillers if I'm not having pain? Isn't that how addiction starts? Like those painkillers are true painkillers. Like you take those shits, you... You can't feel nothing and you are in another world. I knew for certain that I did not have any more pain. 
So telling me that I'm probably in pain and just don't know it, stupid. Telling me to take painkillers if I'm not having pain, stupid. Telling me to finish a script of painkillers just because the doctor wrote the script and I should finish it completely? Are you dumb? So yeah, doctors and nurses, a lot of times, they don't have the patient's best interest at heart. They just want to do what's best for them, even if it means putting someone else's health in danger. So just like Octavia Matthews said, always get a second opinion. But that nurse that said that bullshit to me, I just, I thought to myself, like, damn, like, you a grown-ass woman. Like, would you sit here and tell your child to take some painkillers, even if they're not in pain? Even if it's not your child. You know, as black people, we always think, damn, would you say that to a non-black person? So that's what crossed my mind. Like, damn, if I wasn't black and I was white, like, would you tell me to continue taking painkillers? I think we all know the answer to that. But back to Keisha, it's cool that she made the decision to give it to Octavia. I think that's a great decision as well. Octavia will be a great mother and she'll be able to give that child a lot of attention, probably more than the other parents would because they already have multiple children. Also, I figured out why Dre has become Jada's buddy when it comes to going to these meetings and being by her side because she needs somebody by her side and she didn't want the young dude that she's with to be by her side. Besides Jada's shoulder to lean on and and companion for this sensitive time that she's going through, Dre really doesn't have much of a storyline. There's nothing going on with her in this show besides that. So you want to keep her in the show. So you just introduce a new dynamic with her and Jada. It makes perfect sense now, but in the beginning, I really couldn't understand it. Like you do want to be serious with this guy. He's been around. He's the one that told you to go to the hospital. So to me, I thought it would make the most sense to have him uh, be present. But Dre really doesn't have much of a storyline. So just tap her to be the help and the shoulder to cry on and the companionship that Jada needs at this time. And boom, you don't have to write her out of the story. So that's my opinion on that. Now, last but not least, the other prediction I was talking about was the situation with Imani, Nuck, Trig, and Shad. For some reason, Shad wasn't in this episode. So obviously not my prediction couldn't come true about him and Imani. But I wasn't too far off because I definitely said something violent was going to happen between Imani. Well, let's just go do a flashback. And I promise this is the last one. Imani seems to be the only person that doesn't fear Nook. And she truly cares for this girl whose hair she was doing. So I believe she's going to try to be Superman or Superwoman and try her best and do something or attempt to do something to Nook. Now, the scene with Imani and Trinity was, um, how can I say this? I'm going to say it was unique. What was the point of Imani already being there with the hand basket of items? How did she know Trinity would be there? Did Trinity call her to tell her she would be there? If she did call her to tell her she would be there, why did you have to give her another phone? Also, you had her by herself in the safety of your basement, doing her hair when Shad and Nuck went out to go eat while she was having her hair done. 
You already know she was petrified. She did not want to go back with him at all. At that point, the Community Protection Neighborhood Watch group was already formed. Yes, the police were defunded, but you had that community activist group right there. At that point, Duda or Mayor Perry, he has the funds, he has the resources to put this woman in another location where Nuck would not know where she's at. Mayor Duda has, Mayor Duda, Otis Perry has access to $5 million. Why not call up Trig, call up Tracy, say, listen, I got one of these girls from this trap house. She's being used as a sex worker. She's crying. She's, she's scared. We need to find her somewhere to go right now. We cannot allow her to go back to this trap house. Forget doing her hair. What's more important, getting her hair done so she could go back to the trap house as a sex worker or finding her someplace of safety? That's what should have been done. Forget washing her hair and all that other nonsense. You sign a death certificate when you let her go back with Nuck. So, of course, she doesn't show up at the agreed time because obviously Nuck found out and now she's dead. And then you want to go to the community protection place? That makes zero sense, man. That, that could have been avoided. That could have truly been avoided. And like Trig said, it's not much he can do. Nuck does not work for him. So what else can he do? Nuck got people behind him. He got soldiers ready to kill for him. You saw how many guns got pulled on Trig and Trig talking about he ready to die. <laughs> All right, brother. He'll, he'll send you there. He'll put you right where Shorty was at. So now Imani's all mad. And we'll see what happens, man. Um, as far as predictions go, I really don't have too much because a lot of open storylines were kind of narrowed in on and it's not much open now. I'm very happy that Jada told Emmett what's going on. Now everything's out in the open. She doesn't have to be stressed about him not knowing. It's going to help her get through the process now that he knows. Um, it looks like Emmett and Tiffany are going to continue to do what they do. Um, we know who the baby's going to go to now. Jake and Kevin definitely need to have a talk. Gemma and Kevin need to have a talk. She's not free of guilt either. What she's doing is definitely wrong. Yes, Kevin could participate more in what's happening with your, your BAM movement. But at the same time, y'all need to talk, figure things out. So pretty much the only prediction I have is Imani not letting that shit slide. Trinity getting killed and her body being left on some block to rot. That's not sitting okay with her. So, like I said before, something bad, something violent is going to happen with Imani and Nook. She is not going to let that go. If this is a 10-episode season, normally shit starts to pick up smack in the middle of it. Episode 5, something going to go down. They showed previews for the next episode. Um, I'm not going to ruin it. If you haven't seen the previews, I'll just say somebody's going to get shot. I believe more than one person will be shot. But Imani, she ain't letting that slide. She's going to see Nook. Something's going to happen. And that is it for this episode of the Limitless Experience with Eric. The Instagram is Limitless underscore E. Hit me up. Send me a DM if you want to. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend if you know somebody that watches The Shy. Let them know about this recap and reaction show. Also, if you want to go back and listen to some of the old episodes, I did a full recap and reaction to the entire season six of Power. The last real season of Power, in my opinion, because like I said, Ghost is the man. I'm still team Ghost. Lately, Omari has been posting a lot of things 
power related. A lot of people believe that somehow, some way they'll write him back into the story. Maybe he didn't die. I don't know. I don't want him to be dead. But if he comes back into the show, I wouldn't be mad. Um, if you've had issues at your job and you've had bosses you didn't like, you may want to listen to my Karma Soothes episode. There might be a lot of relatable content in there that you would enjoy. Um, if you've had issues with police, you may want to listen to the Can't We All Just Get Along episode. That's where I talk about my experiences with police. If you're into basketball and you like Kobe and you like LeBron and you think one of them is better than the other, you might want to listen to my Kobe Bryant versus LeBron James episode. Um, if you like to enjoy an alcoholic beverage every now and again, you might want to listen to some of my experiences I shared with my co-host Victor in the Victor and Eric's Drunk Tales episode. So there's a lot to check out. If you want to go into the past episodes and you just want something to listen to to take your mind away from things, or if you just want to be entertained for a few minutes, go check out those episodes. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Anytime I release a new episode, you will be notified immediately. You will enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in to the Limitless Experience with Eric. Spread love. Peace out.